I love the simplicity of that song. I love the chorus. It says, Now I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome. And everybody leans in like I've done something. Like, what's he going to say? And then I say, oh, it's not me. It's his goodness and mercy. It's just his goodness and mercy. I can't tell you how good I am because I'm not. Amen. I can't tell you how, how perfect I am because I'm not. I can't tell you a reason why he loves me. Only thing I can say is goodness and mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you got your Bible, turn to uh, Genesis chapter number 2. Genesis chapter number 2. And uh, I'm going to go to a different passage of Scripture. Uh, I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. And I'll meet y'all in Genesis in a minute. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Many of us can probably quote this passage of Scripture. This verse, if you're like me, you learned it in Awanas as a kid. Uh, we all know this passage of Scripture. But I want to read it tonight and then I want to give you a little word uh, that the Lord has given me. Amen. Uh, let's pray and then we'll get started. Lord, I love you so much. Lord, I thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, I thank you for the people of Calvary Baptist Church. Lord, I thank you for Jackson and Jake, Lord, singing tonight. Lord, I thank you for Miss Brittany singing tonight. I thank you for the choir. Lord, what a blessing it is. Lord, we don't even understand how much of a blessing it is to come to a church that's alive. Lord, that has good music. Lord, that, that, that just fuels the soul. I thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'd help us for these next few minutes. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, just to get all we can out of your word. Lord, help us not to be hearers of your word, but doers, Lord. I pray that you'd help us give us strength tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd move me out of the way. Lord, I don't, need to, I don't need to get any glory. Lord, I hope you get all the glory tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd take these words. Lord, help us all to take them home with us tonight. Lord, and try to be a better Christian for you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you're in Genesis chapter number 2, say amen. amen. If you haven't found it yet. Well, never mind. I better not. I better not. I ain't going to say what I was thinking. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 17. If you know it, quote it with me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, man, I like that. Let's do that one more time. Amen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things. If you think for that, for that verse, somebody ought to say amen. I mean, do I need to get the choir back up here so we can shout about this verse? Amen. I'm glad I'm a new creature. Amen. I'm glad I'm not the person that I used to be. Hey, how many of y'all ever heard this statement? I'm not what I want to be, be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Amen. Hey, there, hey, there's a lot of things that I got some goals that I'm looking forward to and I'm going to press toward the mark, amen. I'm going to do as best as I can and I want to achieve those things. I'm not there yet, but one thing I can say is I'm not what I used to be, amen. I'm a saved child of God, amen. The devil's chains have been broken. Say amen. 
He doesn't have control over me anymore. Amen. I am a new creature. I'm thankful for that. The Bible says in verse number 17, Therefore, if, if any man be in Christ. Now, I want to stop right there and just say this. I'm thankful for that. My Bible says if any man. Any man. I, mean, I, just, I just want to come and tell you all tonight, it don't matter what color you are. Hey, it don't matter what color you are. It don't, it don't matter how much money you got. Don't ma- it don't matter your social status or what tax, tax bracket you're in. Amen. If any man. If any man. Didn't say nothing about your past. Amen. Don't say nothing about your past. It don't say if you're a perfect man. It said any man. If any man be in Christ, not in works, not in good deeds, amen, but in Christ and through Christ, he is a new creature. And I'm thankful the verse doesn't even stop right there, amen. I like the next part just as good. Old things, how many of y'all got some old things? You don't want to talk about them, but you got them, amen. Old things are what? Passed away, never, be, never to be remembered. Amen. Behold, all things are become new. Thank God. Thank God. If we can't shout about that, something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with us. Amen. This, y'all want to know why we're here tonight? This verse right here. You know why you, know why you don't have to go to hell tonight? This verse right here. Amen. I'm thankful that we can be a new creature. I'm thankful that I don't have to be the same old person. I'm thankful. How many of y'all ever heard this? You know, somebody has a a, a family and their their reputation is all, man, that family is all drunk. They're all drunks. How many know one person get a hold of Christ and become a new creature and that family won't have that reputation anymore? Amen. I'm thankful that we serve a God that knows how to change people. If you've been changed, say amen. Amen. All right, let's just go ahead and get into it tonight. I wanted to read that verse to kind of set some groundwork for where I want to be tonight. I want to talk about this simply, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. And so I was thinking about uh, this verse and and I was was looking into some things there in Genesis and and looking into creation and I got to thinking about the two two parallels here. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If we're in Christ... We are a new creature. And I got to thinking about, okay, well, what does a new creature look like? What does a new creature look like? So I got to thinking about it and I said, well, you know what? Why don't we just start where it all started? Amen. And when God makes a new creature, what does he do? How does he make a new creature? And so I, I went all the way back to Genesis chapter number two. And I began to look at the creation of Adam. The very first man on this earth, I begin to look into his life. I begin to look into his creation. And I believe that there are some very interesting things that I believe God put in here on purpose just to encourage us when it comes to being a new creature. Amen? Are y'all ready? Number one, I want you to notice that they become a living soul. I want you to notice their production. Their production. They become a living soul. Look with me in verse number seven of chapter number two. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Now, if anybody ain't told you lately, you ain't nothing but dirt. Amen. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground 
and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. A living soul. I want to go to Ephesians. Y'all can stay where you're at. Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 1. The Bible says, And you hath he quickened. This word quickened, you're going to hear me read it a few times here. It means made alive, okay? And you hath he quickened or made alive. Listen to this. Who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, but God, who is rich in mercy... For His great love, wherewith He loved us. I'm thankful He loved me. Amen. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us. In other words, He hath made us alive, us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Listen to this. For we are His workmanship. Listen to this word, next word. Created. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk with Him. I want to tell, I want to tell you something. Before th- December 31st of 2005, Brother Jackson, I was a dead man walking. I was dead in my sin. I was dead in my trespasses. But I'm thankful on December 31st of 2005, God came and got a hold of me as a young man. I remember the exact place I was in. I got to tell the Bible college about it last night. I remember the moment. I remember the place. I can take you to the exact piece of carpet that I nailed down on. I got a a video of it in my mind. I can go back to it and I can stand on the moment when I asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And from that moment on, He made me a living soul. My soul was no longer headed towards death, but my soul now is headed towards life. And I want to tell you, number one, when it comes to being a new creature, if we're going to be like God wants us to be, if we're going to be a new creature in Christ, we must first become a living soul. Well, how do I become a living soul? Well, let's look into it. Amen. Verse number seven, the Bible says that he breathed into his uh, nostrils the breath of life. If you'll go to uh, Leviticus chapter number 17, And verse number 11, Miss Carrie, if you'll go there for me, I don't have it on my paper here. If you'll go to it in Leviticus chapter number 17 and verse number 11, the Bible tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. So I believe in verse number 7 when when God says that He breathed life into this man, I believe the life that He breathed into this man was the very blood of this man. The Bible says that the life of the flesh is is in the blood. And this blood that was poured into this man was not Adam's blood. This was God's blood. Amen. This was pure blood. This was pre-sin Adam. This blood came straight from God. And I want to say this, before you can ever become a living soul, you've got to have the blood. You've got to have the blood. And it can't be your blood. It's got to be His blood. Amen. 
Let me tell you something. If you want to be a new creature, which we all should be, amen, I'm, I hope that I'm looking at a bunch of new creatures in here tonight, and I'm not preaching this message so that a, that 100 people can get saved tonight. I hope they do. Listen, if, if you're not a new creature in here tonight, tonight is the best night that you could possibly have to get saved. Amen. There's no day like today. Amen. You can get it right before you walk out of this room. The reason I'm preaching this message to save folks tonight is I believe there's a lot of us that ain't acting like a new creature. There's a lot of us that ain't acting like a new creature. We stand up in church and we say we're saved. We say that uh, we, we, we can quote the verse, every single one of us. I believe every single one of us. When I, when I turned my Bible to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 17, just about everybody in here quoted the verse. Hey, I'm in Christ. I'm a new creature. Let me ask you this question. When people look at you, when you, look, when you take a good look in the mirror, do you look like a new creature? Amen. Number one, your, your soul must be living. I noticed Adam became a living soul. Let me ask you this question before we go any farther. Are you a living soul tonight? Have you asked Jesus to save you? I talked I talk, uh, talk to the uh, Bible college last night. I'm not talking about a date. I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about when somebody told you you got saved. I'm talking about the moment in time you can go back to in your mind where you knelt down and asked Jesus to save you. If you don't have that moment in your mind, if you can't remember it, let me tell you something. I would not live my life in doubt where I couldn't lay my head on a pillow knowing that I was a living creature. If you're not a living creature tonight, you may as well get it, get it right. You may as well get it right. Amen. Let me ask you this question. Are you a living soul? Number one, I noticed their production. They become a living soul. Praise God. Number two, I want you to notice their pattern. I want you to notice their pattern. In verse number seven and eight, the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, breathed uh, into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed formed. Now, I want you to notice the pattern. Let's look at the pattern. For us to look at the pattern, we must go back to chapter number 1 and verse number 26. The Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image. Let's read that again. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, just a little nugget. If you're a college student in here, you know what I'm talking about to say. This is a beautiful picture of the Trinity right here. In Genesis chapter number 1, all the way in the very first chapter of the Bible, we see the Trinity when we see the word our. They was, they, who else was there? Who else was there? God hadn't created anything yet. It was God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And God said, let us make man in our image. So, number two, to, to make sure that we are living a life as a new creature, we must follow the pattern. What's the pattern? His image. His image. Let me ask you this question. When people look at you, do they see Christ? Because the Bible says that when Christ creates a creature, He creates it in His image. Let me ask you this question. Do you look like Christ tonight? Do you look like Christ? Do you live your life like Christ? How many of y'all know there's some of us, uh, and I'm, I'm pointing to myself, when he formed us, he had to push some of that old stuff out. Amen? He had to clean us up. 
because we didn't look like him when we first got saved. Somebody say amen. But now that he saved us, he has, Brother Johnny, began to form us and to mold us into his own image. Let me ask you this question. Do you look like Christ tonight? People who are new creatures look a lot like Christ. You will never look as similar to Christ as the day that you were created. You'll never look as close to Christ as the day that you were created. How many of y'all remember the day you got saved? Raise your hand. How many of you remember being excited about it? Amen? How many remember being feeling like, man, the weight of the world had just been lifted off your shoulders? You had just become a new child of God, a new creature? Guess what? That was the most purest form of your Christian life. Because how many of you know, just like Adam, after we're created, we mess it up. We mess it up. But I'm thankful that God continues to mold us. How many of y'all remember that song we used to sing as kids? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be, right? He's still working on me, amen? But I want to be, I want to look like him. Brother Chris, when somebody looks at my life, I don't want to have to explain to them that I'm a Christian. I want them to be able to look at me and say, there's just something about that guy. He, there's just something about that guy. He's got Christ on his life, Amen. Do you look like your creator tonight? Number one, I noticed their production. uh, The creature becomes a living soul. Number two, I noticed the pattern. The pattern is Christ. We are to look like Christ. If we're a new creature, we should look like Him. Amen. Number three, I want you to notice their placement. Their placement in verse number 15 of chapter number two, the Bible says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. So I want to stop right there. Number one, right here, number three, I want you to notice his placement. I notice that creatures, new creatures of God have a place to be. And I want to say, I want to encourage you tonight, if you're saved, which most of us raised our hand tonight, then you should be placed, God has placed you somewhere, and he has given you a job to do. If you'll uh, continue reading in verse number 15, the Bible says that he put him into the Garden of Eden, look what it says, to dress it and to keep it. So when we get saved, God gives us, number one, a place to be. Number two, He gives us something to do. Amen. Don't tell, don't, don't tell me that you are being the creature that God has created you to be when you're not where He wants you to be and you're not doing what He's asked you to do. Amen. God has something for each and every single one of us. If you're sitting on a pew tonight and that's the extent of your Christian walk, then you are not Uh, doing what you're supposed to do as a new creature. Amen. If all you do is come to church and shake hands and go home, you are not being the creature God creates you, created you to be. When God creates a new creature, He gives them a place to be and He gives them something to do. Amen. Let me ask you this question. What has God called you to do? Where has God placed you? Some of y'all is in a ministry and I say, praise the Lord. Some of you's not. Some of you want to be. I say, praise the Lord. Get in anywhere you can and get involved because new creatures are busy. Amen. And so I noticed their placement. God didn't create Adam and say, hey, here, here's a big comfortable couch and a big old cluster of grapes and some juice. You just sit down and, and chill out. No, he created Adam and said, hey, boy, put your work gloves on. 
Go get your boots on. We got work to do. Amen. And I believe that's, that's the way the Christian should be as well. When we get saved, I don't know about you, but when I got saved, the very first thing I wanted to do was go work somewhere. Amen. I wanted to go tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Why? Because I wasn't the same. Because I'd been created as a new creature. Amen. So when a new creature is created, they are placed and they're given a job to do. Amen. Let me ask you this question. Are you where God wants you to be? Are you doing what God wants you to do? Are you being the creature He created you to be? Amen. I notice fourth, number four here. I notice their perimeter. In other words, their boundaries. In verse number 16, the Bible says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Amen. So we see in verse number 17 that God says, Hey, look, I've given you everything. I've given you everything, but that one tree, I don't want you to touch it. How many of y'all know Adam was just like our, our three-year-old, amen? You can tell them they can have everything, Brother Jeremy, but just don't touch that. And guess what their fingerprints are going to be on, amen? The exact thing that you said, do not touch, amen? I think they got it from Adam, amen? They sure didn't get it from me, amen? And Adam just couldn't stand it, amen? But I, I want you to understand that even in the perfect world, even in a sinless world, God still gave Adam boundaries. God still gave Adam boundaries. Let me tell you something. A new creature in Christ has boundaries. Has boundaries. I could preach on this. I could probably make y'all mad if I really wanted to. And I could preach on boundaries tonight, but I'm not going to get too heavy and too deep into it. But there's a bunch of Christians that claim to be Christians that don't have no boundaries. Amen. They don't have no boundaries. And God, hey, listen, God doesn't, hey, y'all can get mad at me all you want, but there's some things God don't want you doing. There's some places God don't want you going. There's some things God don't want you touching. Amen. And, he, and it's not that it's an opinion of mine, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. This wasn't, a, this wasn't an opinion, this was the exact Word of God. And He made it plain to Adam. He didn't make it confusing. He said, hey, look, you see that tree right there? Don't touch it. It's very simple. Many of us, we, we, we say, well, this is too confusing. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a little bit of a gray area. No, it's not. No, it's not. God says no, that means what? No. Stay away from it. Don't touch it. Amen. And God, even in a perfect world, this just blows my mind that even in a perfect world, Brother Jeremy, that God told Adam there's some things you can't do. And I'm just going to throw this out there. This, this, this might, I'm going to break this down where it's very simple. If, if Adam in a perfect world was given boundaries, I'm pretty sure in the world that we live in today, we should have some boundaries, amen. I don't know about you, but I believe this world is waxing worse and worse and worse. This, this, wor this world is way worse off than it was in Adam's day. And if God gave Adam boundaries, how much the more 
Do we have boundaries? Amen. Amen. Let me ask you this question. What boundaries has God convicted you of? What boundaries have God convicted you of? You know what they are. You know what they are. What boundaries do you, do you, uh, are you stepping over tonight? What boundaries do you have the worst problem with? What, bound, what, boundaries, what boundaries is God saying, hey, that's enough? I told a story to the young people the other week about a man. He was just wanting, he wanted to get involved in church, Brother Trent, but he didn't want to give up his old life. So he'd come to church on Sunday. He'd go to the world on Monday. And how many of y'all ever heard this term, straddled the fence? And he was juggling. Oh, I want to be sold out for Christ, but I don't want to give this up. And he just sat there on the fence and sat there on the fence and sat there on the fence. And God said, you better get off that fence. You better get off that fence. You better come over here. You better do what I'm telling you to do. You better get off that fence. You better do what I told you. He kept on and kept on and kept on. And then one day Satan came and grabbed him and started toting him off. He said, ho, 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 wait up, wait up, wait up. I didn't choose you. I didn't choose you. I was still on the fence. And Satan's reply was, the fence is mine. The fence is mine. Listen, God's giving you some boundaries. And there's some of you riding the fence. Let me break, let me break your heart. That fence is Satan's. It's Satan's fence. Amen. And the longer you sit on that fence, the more danger you're putting yourself in. That's right. Good. What boundary is it? You're teeter-tottering on. What boundary is it you done passed way back and you need to just turn around and start running back? Are you a new creature? Are you acting like one? Amen. It's getting quiet in here. Lastly, I'm done. So I see, first off, we see their production. They become a living soul. We see their pattern. The pattern is Christ. We see their placement. God gave them somewhere to be and something to do. We see their perimeter. God gives them boundaries. Then lastly, we see their produce. Verse number 21. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her in unto the man. You know what I noticed something else about a new creature is they reproduce a new creature. They reproduce a new creature. Y'all get mad at me right here. There's too many people saying, I'm a new creature, I'm a new creature. And you say, okay, how many people you led to the Lord this year? Well, well, look at this example God gave us in Genesis chapter number 2. He creates man, and what's the Bible say? It's not good for him to be alone. And so God took a piece of Adam and made Eve. 
You know that's what we're supposed to do? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get saved, become a new creature, and then continue to reproduce new creatures. Amen. So before you tell me I'm a new creation in Christ, show me the evidence. Show me the new creatures that you are, help, you are helping and being help, be responsible for. I'm not saying this to guilt trip you tonight. I'm not saying this to make you mad tonight. I'm saying this because I want to see all of us, including myself. Man, if we were really truly thankful for the new creation that we have become, wouldn't you want to share that with someone else? If we're a new creature, we ought to multiply. We ought to share what we have with someone else. Amen? A new creature cannot help but produce someone like them. Write this down. New creatures produce new creatures. New creatures produce new creatures. Amen? I I don't even have this next one on on my paper. Let me ask you this question before I go on. How many new creatures... Christians, have you been a part of the production process? How many creatures have you helped God create? How many people you shared the gospel with this past week? Are you a new creature? I just thought about this uh, a little earlier, and I didn't have time to put it on my, my notes. It might not even make sense. But I want to give you this. In verse number 25 of chapter 2, the Bible says, the man and the wife... Verse number 25, and they were both naked. The man and his wife, listen to this, and were not ashamed. I noticed something else about new creatures. They don't hide anything from God. Miss Teresa's going to come to the piano. The Bible says Adam and Eve were naked and were not ashamed. I wonder if every single one of us in here If I was to bring you up and put your sins and your day and your thoughts up on this screen, how many of y'all would be ashamed? Anybody besides me? New creatures, people who have been created, born again, they let God see everything. They let God know everything. Let me ask you this question. As I'm closing tonight, what are you hiding from Him? What are you hiding from him? Let me just, let me break your heart. Let me bust your bubble. He already knows it. He already sees it. The best thing you can do is get right with him. Now, I know most of us are saved in here tonight. So I'll say this. If you're saved, let me ask you this question. These characteristics of a new creature, when I was reading these off, does it, does it sound like you? This message that I preached tonight, did it describe your Christian life? If not, every single one of us ought to be on the altar saying, Lord, I'm not being the, cre- the creature that you've created me to be. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe somebody needs to come down here and say, Lord, help me. I need you. I need you. I want to be a better creation. I want to be a better creature. Lord, we love you so much. Lord, we're so unworthy to even stand in this church tonight. Open your book. But Lord, through your mercy and grace, we got to do so.
Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for loving me. Lord, when I was unlovable, Lord, when I was sinful, when I still am sinful, you still love me. I thank you, Lord. I pray that you'd help us tonight. I pray that you'd help anybody in here, Lord, that's struggling to be the creature you've created them to be. Lord, I pray that you'd help them. Lord, I pray that you'd give them strength. Lord, if there's somebody, Lord, that's on the fence tonight, Lord, I pray that you'd help them to get off of it. Lord, if there's somebody who's stepping over a boundary that you've put in their life, I pray that you'd, Lord, help them, convict them. Lord, get them back where they need to be with you. Lord, all of us, Lord, if we're not producing new creatures, Lord, I pray that you'd convict us of that. God, give us a a burden. Give us an opportunity. Give us boldness. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we close out this service in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. I want to ask this question. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and and verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. I wonder if there's anybody in here tonight and you've, you've never been, you've never been in Christ. You've never asked Jesus to save you. As I read off these characteristics tonight, none of them matched up with you. Let me, let me ask you this question. If you were to die right now, are you 100% sure that you go to heaven? If you have never asked Jesus to save you, tonight can be the night. If you've never become a new creature, tonight can be the night. I wonder if there's somebody in here, anybody in here, say, Brother Dalton, I'm not a new creature. I'm still the old man. I've never asked Jesus to save me. If that's you, you've never asked Jesus to save you. I want you to make eye contact with me. Is there anybody like that? Brother Dalton, I'm just not right. I don't know if I go to heaven or if I go to hell. Is there anybody like that? Anybody like that? Make eye contact with me tonight. Anybody like that? All right, Lord, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your loving us. Thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the souls that get saved here at Calvary Baptist Church. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we'd never get over it. I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Help the ones on the altar, Lord, they're just like me. Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, I haven't been the creature that you created me to be. Lord, I pray that you'd help me to do better. Lord, help me to be better. Lord, you deserve way better. Lord, I love you. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jagger, you need a heater, son. Our, our, our heater broke like two weeks ago. We're still waiting on it to get fixed, so he's freezing. Go ahead, Brother Josh.